kingdom greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus. I'm just going to try to simplify the tabernacle of Moses. And I'm going to attempt to do that in 10 minutes or less. The Bible says the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are not saved. But unto us it is life, it is the power of God. Let me attempt to open the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 verses 18. Quickly I'll read it says but we all with unveiled faces beholding as in the mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory just as by the Spirit of the Lord. There's a song they sing just now now Erring Savior of the Lord, Redeemer of Mankind. I'm still reliving that moment. I'm still in that song. I can't come out of it. It took me to the heavenlies. The Old Testament is fulfilled in the new, while the new is hidden in the old. We have the man by the name Joseph in the Old Testament. We have the man by the name Jesus in the new. Joseph was a miracle baby born from a barren womb. Jesus, a miracle baby born of a virgin. Joseph was sent by his father to his brothers to give them bread. Jesus was sent by God to the Jews to give them the bread of life. Joseph was rejected by his brothers. Jesus was rejected, uh, rejected by the Jews. Joseph was sold for 20 pieces of silver. Jesus was sold for 30 pieces of silver. Joseph went to prison for the things he never did. Jesus went to the cross for the sins he never committed. Joseph went out of the prison to the throne and became the prime minister. Jesus from the grave to the throne. Joseph was given a new name. Jesus was given a name through which at the mention of Jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that Jesus is Lord. When you study the life of Joseph, there's no record of sin whatsoever. The Bible says Jesus was tempted with all manner of temptations as we are and still was found to be without sin. Joseph married a Gentile bride. Jesus married the church. Joseph was able to feed the multitudes. Jesus multiplied few loaves of bread and fed the multitudes. Joseph could interpret dreams and foretell the future. Jesus could do the same and tell us about the end. 
Joseph, in fact, um, Pharaoh said, there is no man in the whole of Egypt who has the spirit of the Lord like Joseph. Jesus decodes Isaiah 61, I believe, when he is in Luke chapter 4, verse 18. He says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Now, let us look unto the cross. When you look at the foot of the cross, the whole cross is the picture of the tabernacle from the plain view, a bed eye view. When you look down, the foot of the cross would be where the gate is. When you enter the gate, you will find the brazen laver and the brazen altar. And then when you go further up, on the heart of the cross, you will find the altar of incense. On the further right, you will find the table of showbread. On the further left, you will find the menorah or the lampstand. On the head of the cross, you will find the mercy seat and the ark of the covenant. So, Paul says, the preaching of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but unto us who are saved, it is the power of the Lord. So when Jesus was on the cross, he was basically modeling what Moses was given a pattern of in the Old Testament. Because the Old Testament is fulfilled in the New Testament, but the New Testament is hidden in the Old Testament. So Paul says, when I look at the cross, those who are not born again will not understand the lingo, will not understand the language, but those who are born again, they will understand that there is the Ark of the Covenant, there is the presence of the Lord, there is the walking tabernacle in the name of Jesus. So when Jesus was being hung on the cross, Isaiah put it simply in Isaiah 53, verse 4, verse 5. He says, he was bruised. And then he says, he was wounded. And then he says, by his stripes we are healed. I want you to check the three words, the wounds, the bruises, and the stripes. Now those three things were made from the kind of weapon that was used when they were beating Jesus. It was a whip. That whip had leather strands in it and each leather strand had a metallic ball in it and each leather strand had animal's bones which were sharp. So when one whip went to Jesus, the metallic balls, they caused a wound. Then the bones, they caused the, 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 the bruise. The, 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 the whip itself caused the stripes. Now, there are six types of wounds that Jesus suffered as I sit down. Wound number one, as he was demonstrating the passion, because there's a difference between the passion and the love. Now, love is patient, love is kind, love does not keep records of wrongs. But, passion says, I am willing to take a bullet in the process of proving the existence of the love. So love is a noun 
says, for God so loved the world. Remember, love is a noun that he gave his only begotten son. But because Jesus was passionate, him hanging on the cross, him taking the bullet for us, it was him proving the existence of the love. So in him proving the existence of the love, he suffered the wounds. He suffered the bruises. He suffered the stripes. But the six types of wounds, as I sit down, wound number one is called an abrased wound. It's an abrasion. It, it took place when he was stumbling as he was carrying the cross and he fell down. So the first wound took place, all in the process of proving the passion of Christ. Wound number two that he suffered is called a contused wound. It's a wound that took place when they blindfolded him and beat him on the face and said to him, prophesy to us who has beaten you. Wound number three is called a punctured wound. It's a wound that takes place because of any sharp object or a spiky object. They put the, the crown of thorns on his head and he was wounded. Wound number four is called a lacerated wound. It is caused by the nature of the weapon as I indicated. So they whipped him on his back and, and, and the whip penetrated to his bones and to his flesh and it needed manpower to put it back up. And the pieces of the flesh were torn open and he was proving the passion of Christ. And then wound number five is called a penetrating wound. It is caused by the nails. When they nailed the nails on his hand and his feet, the nail went from one side of the hand to the other. And then the final wound is called an incision. It is caused by a knife or a spear. They pierced his side and blood and water came out. Now, as I sit down in the next 30 seconds, before a baby can be born, three things must take place. Blood must come out, labor pains must be there, and water must come out. So those soldiers, they were prophetic midwives in the process without knowing. Because the process was not complete as yet. Had they not 